1: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, we're reviewing the big major buy round, the first major buy round, round 13, and previewing round 14, a massive week in Supercoach, some of us made big jumps,
2: some of us didn't, suck shit to those of you that didn't, <laughs> Timmy, how we doing mate? I'm good mate, I, I love last week, our, firstly, Origin Day baby, how good, yes, secondly, I love how all last week we said those Supercoach headquarters, that they won't... The system won't be prepared for the incoming new 13-person ruling around loopholes and all that. And we literally got through the whole week without any issues. We commended them, great work. It unlocked. I'd gone up like 100 places or so. and I had a pretty – what I thought was a pretty good week. I was like, gee, that's a bit grim, but all right, so be it. We were here Monday morning for the Bloke in a Bar podcast. Mid-bloke show I'd seen that players – outside the 13 and counted towards total scores and I've just had like a mini heart attack going yes there's more greening coming <laughs> so they yeah they they almost got there
1: and shout out to them they got on it so fucking quickly within about so an hour that, yeah, max which was yeah. unreal I, uh, yeah we had a bit of confusion I, I am no stranger to making mistakes, <laughs> but I thought I'd gone up 9,000 spots and was celebrating that then all that happened I thought beautiful I might go up 11,000 then I went up Seven thousand. I'm not
2: sure what happened there, but uh yeah. not stoked. I, I told uh, for context guru after the bloke in a bar show mid afternoon when it finished up and Guru initially said to me, I'm top ten thousand. I'm like, yes. And then when I told him it happened, I go, Mate, like, you scored better than me. Like you will be going up even further. And he looked and he'd gone to outside the ten thousand. Ten thousand five hundred and eight. <laughs> gone. I'm like, how it's not hu- it's not mathematically possible and he goes. I may have misread it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible, and may have posted in <laughs> three to four group chats of misreading it. So that was good. Um, speaking of, um, I score, I'm now 10,508. I scored 1,041. How did you go
2: this week, mate? 9,053. Sorry, 9,000. That'd be a handy score, wouldn't it? That'd be heaps. Uh, 953. I went up to two two thousand 2,630th overall. I, I was looking at my score at the end of the week going, I had 13 players, avoided much damage. My lowest score was Samuel Lafayette with about 49. I'm mm. going, I was looking at some of the other scores about teams going over 1,000 and like a fair field. of them, how the hell did I finish this far behind? Uh, and it ended up just being missed. Maju was the big outlier of the weekend. And I know with him probably went over 1,000 because there were very few few Dud scores outside yeah. of Valence Defate. Uh, I missed like Corey Horsbrough, Jermaine Sarka, who were well, nothing monumental, but they were on that 100 uh, precipice. So just missed a couple of those. So, mate, still a good week. But yeah, you happy to get done by you when you you do that well.
1: Well, that, that's literally the difference. I had Horsbrough, I had Mars, yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly it. Um, Yeah, so big wing in Supercoach. We have obviously sponsored once again, guys, by Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor. Some of our best buddies over there at Blue Wealth Property. Mm -hmm. Now, they've got a couple of events coming your way over the next couple of weeks. The 8th of June, buying a property with your super. That's at Sydney Olympic Park, 6.30 p.m. You can obviously be there in Sydney or join via webinar. This one, though, the 14th of June, it's a Wednesday. It is not an origin night, so don't stress wealth through property live in the sutherland shire and i can officially announce that there will be a celebrity guest appear. is that how you wanted me to announce you there as a celebrity oh. guest is that how you is it yeah celebrity guest yes you're yeah. gonna be there
2: how good oh we've got ben pomeroy and luke cabell coming <laughs> to sutherland shire i uh, pomeroy's also going to rock up in his three-quarter shorts, short, short legs torpedoes him, so Watch out, torpedoes uh, i'll be going along mate yep so it's a Blue Elf event. I went to the same event last year, and it's – I mean a- – bunch of different things you'll learn from it but it's a really great night for getting into the property market if you're thinking about doing it uh, you want to learn about the best ways to do it where to invest all that even if you are already in in the market and you're looking at uh, uh, investing back into the market using your equity how you do that where you should I learned so much of it last year so I'll be in attendance and uh, yeah really looking forward to it yeah that'll be a cracker uh, 29th of
1: June wealth through property live in Sydney CBD uh, 5th of July wealth through property that's in the northern beaches we might have to get Thomas and Eduardo down to that one down at dy and then well through property uh uh in borkham hills 19th of july so you got a few weeks to get ready for that one uh but yeah heaps of events coming up and also guys uh Blue Wealth Property, they've got their own podcast as well. So if you are looking for a little bit of background information uh, as far as what Blue Wealth do and how they operate, it's called The Clever Investor. The Clever Investor. So make sure you go and check that out. Uh, I've been told by Morts that before we attend our next event to make sure we listen to a few episodes of this podcast because uh, he said that you know him and Tone, they explain it well with this podcast. Idiot proof. It's
2: perfect. Uh, I thought we explained it well. and then I you know had, we explained it well. And then you have well. Morts and Tone who explain it incredibly well. And then you've got a podcast of professionals dedicated to the art of uh, putting things across on a podcast. Like I'd reference us, but that'd be a lie. So actual professionals. Well, there's actually uh, rumors going around that we might actually be a guest on
1: the uh podcast. Oh, geez. on the podcast over the next couple of Apple months. Apple charts, so, top 10, look out. Yeah, I need to find something to talk about on it. <laughs> I battle as an investor and just,
2: I'm sure it's fuck not clever. Just talk about one
1: of your properties. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> watch out. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, Blue Wealth Property, our major sponsor, as you remember from the start of the year, Tony very generously uh, put up $5,000 as a cash prize for the winner of our group. So unless you're winning Supercoach overall, have you done that? I've done it, mate one super coach overall? Oh, second. No, sorry, I forgot. Unless you're doing that fuck you. Have Unless you got 1000. No last year yes <laughs> got a water bottle to show for it it gets a pounding so yeah Tony put up $5,000 for you guys 5500 if you're an NRL club member as well so uh, Blue Wealth they're supporting Supercoach they're supporting you guys so make sure you get around them uh, we'll have the links in the YouTube bio uh, for you to click on there to join the Blue Wealth team we'll also have a link to the Clever Investor the podcast if you'd like to have a listen there uh, bloke in a bar as well always by our side the official beer
2: of super coach, of sport, of me and Timmy. Mm.
1: Of yeah. Everything.
2: If you're not ripping the scab off a couple of these bad boys for origin tonight, game two, game three, and the rest of the season, rocks in your head. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. What worry. are you doing? Uh, and also,
1: guys, I'm wearing today uh the We Get It jumper. Uh, this is from Donnie Sports. So if you go to Instagram, Donnie Sports Champion fellow. we spent uh we spent Magic Round with Donnie. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated content crea- content creators in the game. So he spent Magic Round with Donnie. It was unreal. He does a bit of work with the champions up <coughs> at the Bloody Brilliant Beers boys. But if you go to his Instagram, donniesports underscore, uh, you can go and check out his merch. We get it. There's a New South Wales and a Queensland one. And uh, I actually think the coolest part of this is the back. Can they say that to me? They can. Yeah, yeah that's guess. good stuff. Unreal. Need a microphone to talk. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go and check those out. Uh, Donnie sent one for me, one down for Timmy. I've lost Timmy's, which is
0: yeah, thanks, a mate. very
1: standard form of me. Uh, but, yeah, go check it out. Donnie Sports. Uh, you can hit the link there or send me a message and I can send you in the right direction. Some unreal Kit there for State of Origin tonight. Donnie is a Queenslander, so don't hold that against him or do. Make up your own mind there. Do. But he's one of the kings of the Caxton up there just quietly. He's a good man, the Don. Very good man. Likes a drink too. It does. He certainly does. So, yeah, make sure you go check it out. These are unreal. Comfy as all hell. I'm loving it. Um, mates, should we get into this week's SuperCoach? Already read out our scores. We go through and have a look at the top <clears throat> scorer in our comp, which I have not got up yet. I'm sure it'll be someone very, very worthy, though, <laughs> as I get that up now. So, in our group, some pretty impressive numbers to go through, first of all. Uh, four of the top ten are in our beers and break-evens group at the moment. But even more impressive, of the top 100, 47 of them That's are unreal. in beers and break even. So we must be doing something right or we're putting up a lot of money. Yeah, which I think it's probably the latter, but I'm happy to take. <laughs> could the first be, could as be well. the money, but could be a combo. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, 47 of the top 100 are in the beers and break even group, so it is without a doubt the hottest league in the land. And if you do win that, you've done something seriously special. Uh, so leading that at the moment is Tyson. He's in first place, so he's the short price favourite to take home five thousand dollars, potentially five thousand five hundred. A guy named Tyson. Which team do you reckon he'd go for?
2: Knight. Knights, yeah, that's a
1: very good shout. I was going to say Knights or Raiders, Tyson. Knights for sure. Mm. He's from Cessnock, got to be. He's got to be, for sure. He plays in the back row. He can handle centre, but he plays in the back (laughs) row and he beats the shit out of everyone. Yeah, he's better in the third half than the first and the second two, Tyson. Um, All right, let's have a look at the round score this week. Um, And the team that wins it, which is a shocking omen as we head into Origin, is the Brisbane Yobbos, who won it this week. Uh, 1,243. Pretty impressive stuff there. So if you are the coach of the Brisbane Yobbos, please send an email to uh, beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. You chase me up, I give you the hot tip. I will not be chasing you up. Yep. So send the email. We'll get it all sorted. Send a football and a hat out your way. We haven't got our football back from Nico Hind yet after Kempi donated it. <laughs> uh, so Nico, if you're watching, come find me. I like to think Nico cradles it when he goes to sleep. If Nico can come on and have impact tonight, you can keep it, buddy. It's all yours. Yeah. If you not,
2: keep it. I want it first thing Thursday morning. We're going to
1: come find you. <laughs> We're coming for you. Um, yeah, so make sure you send your email, mate, and uh, we'll get that out to you very, very soon. Um, all right, Timmy, should we rip and tear into some team Get stuck in. All right, so no Thursday night game this week. Obviously at the back of Origin, that would have all been a little bit too much. We are one game short this week. We've got the Parramatta Eels, the Manly Seagulls and the Newcastle Knights of Tyson fame who uh, will not be featuring this weekend. They all have a bye. Three teams that played last week, three teams that were very prominent last week and three teams that are going to be prominent throughout this episode as well. So it's a bit of a uh, white knuckle this weekend. Hold on and see how we go.
2: It is, yeah, it's... We, we say it time and time again. Some weeks it's a lot more relevant than others and it's staying fluid with your trades because with all the, the Origin backups, we'll know f- a fair bit more tomorrow obviously with how the boys get through Origin, but there will be... Players pulled at the last minute, players benched, all sorts of things. So just be ready. Yeah, just be ready for it. Friday night, we've
1: got the Tigers taking on the Canberra Raiders. Real heavyweight clash here for the Tigers. Not much to touch on, but I will just point out, Jersey 22, Talon De Silva, Timmy. Very, very talented fullback coming through their grades. I know that Buller's really set it alight the last few weeks, but... De Silva, I think he could be a genuine superstar. So full one to back. watch. Fullback, yeah. Very, very talented. So <laughs> one to keep an eye on there. And I think over the next year or two, we'll be talking about him. He, he will be a gun cheapie right at yeah. some point. Uh, for the Canberra Raiders, Hudson Young has been named. Seb Chris has been named as well. Uh, a bit of mystery around his injury this week. Uh, but he has been named. Hopefully he comes through. Corey was still on the edge. And Chad uh, Croak is a bit tired, is he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're going to take a pot shot at my boy, Jared Croker. I am. I am. I need him. There's two blokes that you're not allowed to say a bad word about the NRL. One's Jared Croker. The other one's Jake Trebojevic. Uh I mean, look, I can't wait because I'm now, I'm going to go down to the nation's capital for a big 300th against the WARS next week. I'm actually week. thinking about
1: making the journey myself. Come down. and see so good. Yeah, I'm considering it. Are you going to go down Friday? Yeah. Yeah,
2: okay. Yeah, we've got a Mooseheads on the Friday night. <laughs> into the Raids Saturday.
1: I might have uh,
2: the big fella, he- Heavenly Hands Hevner, with me. Oh, yes. We can wear our headgear. Love the nation's capital. Yeah. Belter okay. weekend. I employ all beers and break Evans listeners until we get down to the cat. Oh, we're not talking about that. We sold out, by probably already sold out.
1: Yeah, we might have to organise a little beers and break Evans meet-up somewhere yeah. in the nation's
2: capital. for At half-time on the field. Croaks, yes. They, they, they'd let you on, for sure. <laughs> uh, um, but, yes real pain in the ass for the Supercoach side huge pain
1: in the ass, yeah, and that. I would probably care less if this wasn't the situation yeah. I can't believe how desperately I need Jared Four weeks. this week yeah we'll talk about him soon Super Saturday so there's one game on Friday night so we are going to be a little bit starved of footy mm. uh, Saturday we've got 3pm coming to you from Auckland the Wars and the Dolphins uh, great little story here Mitchie Barnett back in it was uh, some scary rumours floating around Mitch Barnett last few weeks but good to see him mm. back in Wade Egan also returns uh, for the Finns they They haven't named any of their origin players as it stands right now. So Hamiso, Tommy Gilbert, they'll all be rested, which I think is a good shout by the Dolphins.
2: Two-day backup, two blokes that I mean, Hammer will play 80 minutes. Tommy Gilbert could easily play 80 minutes as well, being on the edge. Like you can probably add. Sorry, so the the Dolphins are on the Saturday. So I mean, just quickly going back to any Hudson Young owners out there. Yeah, it's a long two days. Hudson Young, I would be very surprised if he backed up. Yeah. Particularly if he does play, like, you know, 50-plus minutes for the Blues. And if he does back up, I sh- yeah, it'd have to be in limited minutes.
1: Yeah. And basically. you would have to think he plays at least 50. And, I mean, I, I also think he's one HIA away anywhere in that team from playing
2: 80. Being 80, yeah. yeah. So, I'd be surprised if Hudson backed up. And, yeah, the Fins have surprising amount of, yeah, I've actually got Darussi's ownership stats for the week, so fair few ha- people still holding on to Hamiso. So, again, in a week where, geez, we need numbers... Not good. Not good. Uh,
1: Titans take on the Bunnies. I believe that one's 5.30 p.m. from Seabass. Uh, for the Titans, Kinney's at fullback, which is very, very exciting. I think this kid's got so much ability, it's not even funny. AKP returns into the side. Jaden Campbell at six. Um, Fafita and Tino, they have been named. We'll see whether they play or not. Um, that's And as, you know, we, we probably should have said this off the top, but all of our predictions of who's going to play, who's going to not play, all vibe, guys. Yeah, research this week.
2: Yeah, like provided, and let, let's just assume players get through Origin okay. For Feder Tino, like the Titans need them to play because they need wins. So yeah. I can see them backing up, but again, it has to be limited minutes, like fifty, sixty. Obviously, very match pendant. But yeah. yeah. So. You are
1: going to have to sort of take control of your own devices to some extent. Good to see Sammy Verrills on the bench as well. I think the Titans are a much better team with Sammy Verrills in there. Uh, for the Bunnies, uh, no shock here, but no Latrell. There was rumors that he could have been named, but uh, he obviously hasn't. Richie Kenner comes in to replace Tane Milne, which is an interesting one. Campbell Graham has been named in the center's Arrow and Murray names. We'll see how they how that one plays out. And um, really interesting guy here. Keon Colomontungi returns. I've had a few messages about him this week, a few people keen on
2: buying him, which I, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind it, but it's an interesting. I life. don't like it that much. I think he's been an okay super coach player the last couple of years, despite eye test-wise being a gun. He's such good football. He's so destructive. But I worry for a few reasons. <clears throat> Firstly, he's just coming, he's one game back from injury. Yep. And secondly, if we're talking particularly overall players and buy coverage, you won't play round sixteen, which is fine. I think we're we're pretty well covered for round sixteen anyway. Check your sides, but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. But the second major buy in the Bunnies play being round nineteen, he's every chance to play Origin, isn't he? If he comes in, and has a few belts of games, so the Blues lose a game or two, he's he's very close to it. Potentially, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: like yeah, yeah. Have, have have a look at his numbers from the start of the year. Some pretty impressive stuff. The early
2: base was huge.
1: Early base is massive. (laughs) And like he scored two tries in the first four weeks, but the games that he didn't score tries, he scored 72 and 62. Yeah. So So
2: if he can keep that up, if he keeps up that base, definitely a buy. I just, I I don't know if he's more of a. Like in his first six weeks in the 80 minute
1: games, he didn't go below 58. Yeah, I can understand the appeal, but I also I get a vibe he's not as good as those numbers. So. I
2: agree. Yeah, I, I I expect that base to regress, particularly coming back from injury. Uh, yeah. Also has a buy around sixteen. Yeah, back so, from injury, yeah. origin potential. I I'm sorry I can keen. your got feeling on him. Uh, it's probably no from us though. The, 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 the quick plus side of that is that the right edge this year getting heaps more ball. Yes. So, which probably directly correlates with the increased base. Yep. Which is fair. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right,
1: let's move to the late game, potentially game of the week here, depending on who backs up and whatnot. But the Sharks taking on the Broncos. Uh, for the Sharks, Sivitalakai back in. I am watching him very very closely, even closer than I was watching him when he was playing for the mascot Jets in the under 14s. I'm very excited <laughs> about Siffa. Um I'm seriously considering bringing him in. I think the Sharkies, made are a good team to target for the next few
2: probably six to eight weeks. Yeah, so playing around 16 and 19, the next two major buyers, they have the buy around 17, another one of them awkward little buy weeks. <clears throat> but great draw, buy wise, strength of schedule, pretty good. A red-hot attacking side, I really like them. I'm probably more eyeing Mully Tarlow, but you could run the combo. Yeah, I, I would advise you take
1: your four Sharkies outside backs and pick one or two of them to have over the next few weeks. Even yeah. if you pick one now, maybe one after round 17, post-buy, Yeah, I reckon they're going to be worth having.
2: So Ronnie's got a break in for 123, 703k, Broncos and Storm to come, and then Doggies round 16 by Dragons, Tigers, so... I think I'm happy to wait until round 16 before investing and then potentially even wait till round 18 when they all their buys will be done. Mm.
1: And I mean, yeah, if you are looking to <coughs> buy this week, Broncos, Storm, not ideal, but but there's probably not a better time to play those
2: teams. For sure. And who knows? The Broncos could rest Haas, Pat Carrigan. They're resting on a big minutes. I, they
1: could I, rest everyone. It would make sense if they rested everyone, yeah.
2: realistically.
1: Yeah. Uh, for the Bronx, uh, as we said, everyone has been named... But it's a big wait and see on who
2: plays uh, that game. Obviously. Well, Payne, and Payne Haas, who's obviously a big one in terms of backing up, had that you at training the other day and he had that little ankle concern or whatever it was. So then he's going to go play big minutes in origin. Uh, the three-day turnaround from that, the fact that they won that game last week against the Warriors where they were underdogs with all their players out gives them a bit of breathing space yep. that they probably can. So If I had five players Backing
1: up from Origin You said where's the last place You want to go play footy Mm. Shark Park Would be right at the very top of it I would just go No Saturday night at Shark Park Against that pack No thanks Yeah Who'll be fresh as Yeah yeah, for sure. All right, let's move to Sunday Arbo footy. We've got the <coughs> Roosters taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, for the Roosters, Palga comes in on the wings. Played for the Tigers over the last few years. has been absolutely annihilating it in reserve grade. So one to keep an eye on there. Joey Manu comes in and plays six. We've been talking about the last few <coughs> weeks, but um, Satili Tupinua, interesting enough, named in the third day. Nat Butcher on the edge. Mm. Um, I said all last year that I, I thought, Butcher was going to overtake Um, Tupanua on that edge I think the injury saved him from a hard conversation there and I personally reckon Nat Butcher might stay on the edge now
2: I think Nat's fine on the edge but I don't want to beat the old drum but I think Egan Butcher's more of a middle so I would have thought I don't know I still don't mind Satili on the edge I understand Nat on the edge because he's a gun there then you've also got Angus Crichton on the bench like He's got a few games under the belt. He's got to be getting close to his starting position again, doesn't he? I'd love to know what he's thinking. Is he,
1: is is it like like I get it? They're, they're not winning the middle. They're mm. getting bullied through the middle. Is is he just trying to stack there just to? Oh, I don't know. It's it's a weird little situation, isn't it?
2: I I've I'm sick of trying to yeah, make any sense out. of what's going on at the Roosters because I've backed them all year and said they'll bounce back. They're too good. Their roster's too good, and they're not doing it. So I'm just like I. It's hard to put any faith in him.
1: And it's hard to predict what's going to happen, and that's what has me nervous all about Daniel Tupo being on the extended. I'm assuming he takes Corey Allen's spot straight away. But, like, I, I do I do still worry about this team. Do you think Billy Smith is 100% safe? Uh, I, I, I,
2: don't, I, don't
1: I want agree. to say yes, but I... Wouldn't it just be so fucking typical if Billy Smith drops out of this side Billy, Billy's
2: not even one that I'd considered dropping out of my 17 this week, a yeah. week where I need numbers. But, yeah, potentially. Look, I thought Billy was really good in his first two games back from injury. He had an absolute stinker the week after against the Drags. But, so he's over from 3 since he's been back, I believe. Surely he's not one to get dropped. I don't think so. But Who I will knows? say, that,
1: like, before he came on and played his first game, which the first two he brained, I said then that his defense in reserve grade hasn't been fantastic. Yeah. And you saw that against the Dragons. Yeah. So oh, that's...
2: do do that to me.
1: That's my only concern <coughs> there. Um... Canterbury... Yeah. No, you're up. Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, got the big fella, Jaden Ockenbaugh in the 2RF. We were discussing before where we were in life when he ran over Cam Smith twice in 40 minutes. Uh, what a wild turn of events to see him come from winger. He didn't even do the transition of becoming a centre into a second row. He's, he's just done
2: straight to the 2RF mm. out of nowhere. To his credit, though, he has been pretty good, hasn't he? He's been good in the back row. I... Look, I didn't have a, a lot of time for him as a winger, if I'm being honest. But hard to fault what he's done in the back row. And he's obviously won over Cameron Sorrell, though, to get a starting spot. And the way I see it, Jacob Preston's probably locked down one edge. Villian really Kikau's not back for a fair while. So he's got an opportunity to win it. Whether or not he's good enough to do so, look, the sample size of him in the back row is way too small to make any real judgment. But <laughs> the opportunity's there, isn't it? Seven, this is yeah... He's also
1: 2RF slash CTW that <clears throat> plays around 16 and 19 mm. before
2: kickout comes back. It's appealing. Th- this, is, this is harsh on Jermaine Asako, but it's one where it's like Jermaine Asako, the one that got away, wouldn't it just be like in a month's time after the two next two major buy-ins got all the next two months and Ockenball's 650K averaging 80 across that period and we're just like... Ochenmore, the one that got away. The one that got away.
1: Yeah, and he quite possibly could be. I mean, you have a look at his games when he has played, played decent minutes. 72 minutes in round five, 44 in base. Had 80 minutes in round seven, but I believe that that was in the outside backs. Tw- 26 in base. But in the last few weeks, he's gone 50 to 55 minutes. He's, he scored 30 base in both those yeah. games. He scored a try in both of them, to be fair. Yeah. But, I mean, look at the size of him. He's He'll beat, score, score tries, yeah. So he's, um <clears> yeah, with that...
2: Buy draw. He's Negative 11 break even. I Mate, I wouldn't go near him because I don't trust job security at all. There's no way I'm going to see someone into a Jaden Ockham Ball I'm not... Nah. But
1: I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the hot tip. To me, who's going to look more and more appealing as this weekend gets closer and closer? The
2: bloke with The, the
1: odds, 100%. Um, yeah, that is a that is a conversation I did not think I would be having this century, let alone this year. <laughs> um, all right. Also, Harrison Edwards, he drops back to the to the bench. Jersey 17, uh, TPJ and Josh Adokar
2: on the extended bench. So we'll see how that plays out for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Yeah, I, I don't think – could be wrong, but I don't see TPJ playing big minutes for the Blues. I think he plays probably about 30 minutes max potentially. So I, I think he'd be every chance to back up on the Sunday.
1: Yeah, fair shout. Uh, Cowboys v. The Storm – uh, for the Cows, they've got Velema on the wing again. Laybutt in the centres. Tommy Dearden comes back into the sixth. Nanai on the bench. Uh, their extended bench. This might be the greatest extended bench of all time. Val, Cotter, Torlangi, and Taumalolo. Um, unfortunately, this game is on Sunday. <coughs> Dare I say, if Val, Cotter, Lolo, if any of them are still in the extended squad at, what is it, 4 p.m. on Saturday, I'd probably
2: back them in to play that game. The way, the, the, way the cows have been going this season and the last couple of weeks, that extended best, they might have all just been dropped. It might be God a clean knows. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially
1: Val Holmes there, if you still own Val Holmes, which I do, I'm waiting to sell him, but I'm waiting for the right, right moment to sell him. And the thing that, that makes it tough is that if you hold, I'll tell you how my weekend plays out. Mm. My weekend plays out that I wait until Sunday afternoon to see if Val is named. If he's not, I maybe look to a young Penrith centre who I might bring back into my team. Jesse McLean. Isaac Tungo. Hello. <laughs> I, so that, that, that's yeah. a tough thing. If you wait for Val and you want to trade him <coughs> at that point, you can only trade him to a Cowboy, a Storm, a Panther, a Dragon. Mm. So you're probably looking at your Isaac Tungos, your Lomaxes. Yeah. These sort of guys. Jack Bird was playing. That would be interesting. Yeah. but
2: Provided – I mean, sorry, firstly on Val, he's one of the most sold players this week, like – no, you need that number for your side, and he's a gun. So he'll miss round, he'll miss next week, and then round sixteen. So he's certainly a sell, but I'll be waiting till next week if he held through last week's buy. I'd be very confident that provided he gets through Origin unscathed, he plays. The Cowboys need him so badly; they do get the maximum turnaround being playing on the Sunday. So if he's good to go. He'll play.
1: Yep. And uh, for the Storm, no real changes here. Grant and Munster have been named. I think this is a very similar situation. I think that if these two are sweet, I think both of them play. I need Grant to play. Oh, I, I think Melbourne need Grant to play. Who's yeah. hooker if it's not him? You're yeah. looking at a combo of
2: Wishart and Garlic? Yeah. Even if in limited minutes. Yeah. Like, it. again, maximum turnaround. Harry Grant. That's the other thing. Grant might only play 40, 45 minutes for the Maroons. I'd be shocked if Grant doesn't play this yeah. game. And I'd be surprised if money doesn't
1: either. I think think the other thing to keep in mind with these Origin players, I think a lot of them take a lot of pride in backing up from Mm. Origin. And I think it's, from what I've gathered, it's something that both coaches stress to them. You go back to club land, you do your job. So especially after game one, game three, when they're a little bit more knocked around, yeah, harder. Game one though, I reckon most of them will back up. Yep. Uh, last game of the week: Got the Penny Panthers taking on the St George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, for the Panthers, look, the Origin boys have been named on the extended: is Isaac Tungo <coughs> and Spencer Lienu. So if those two are available, I believe they will come straight into this side. A um, few question marks over Nate Cleary: this toothache or whatever it is that's going on this week. Bro, I've heard so many mixed reports over how bad this thing is, how not bad it is. He will play. He won't play. I've got no idea. Henrith obviously doing very well in the ladder but as we've spoken about off mic I think Nath is well aware <coughs> that this could be a Dallium season Yeah, so, so fuck knows
2: he will want to back up Yeah, like probably more than anyone in the game like you know we'd sort of say that it makes sense to give him a rest you're killing it you've got equal ladder leaders or whatever it is so you don't really need him to back up but I said you also know he wants that Dallium so bad and rightly so why wouldn't he so opportunity to do that. I saw an article from the telly or someone it might have been during the week saying that he does need to get molars or whatever the hell it is removed from his mouth and the they will wait until they have to the buy in round twenty, I believe. They're gonna buy in
1: round nineteen. That's
2: the 19. only thing that
1: worries me a little bit is that he doesn't have a buy in that period, so I think he will be rested at some point. Something, yeah. If it is this week yeah. to maybe get his teeth sorted, yeah. get his Barry Beath sorted. Who knows? Yeah, cause
2: the chat said that he would get the surgery to get him removed or whatever it is post-Origin 3 around then, in which case, well, if he's just going to play through it, he'll play through it. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the fact – and he's also the most – he's the most obvious captaincy choice this week in the last game of the round – Oof. I'll find... I'll
1: th- you go. No, I was just going to say from a very selfish <laughs> point of view for my Supercoach draft site with Nate Cleary, I hope he gets his teeth sorted after Origin. Mm-hmm. Then he has a little two-week break, so he's fresh to play. And you sold him but, in... Uh... Yeah, I sold him in Classic, yeah. So so I'm really hoping he doesn't play this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, The other one there... I which... might do a Mr Burns and go
2: and find him and <laughs> get the shit out of him and hit the frog and toad. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, the other one to throw at you, Isaac Tungo, if he does return, Tyrone Peachy's keeping his seat warm. Not a week we need Tyrone to sit.
1: Yes, but I also <coughs> think that if Isaac Tungo comes in, <coughs> Peachy drops out if Toto and Critter both back up as well.
2: He'd need everyone to, yeah. including Luai and Cleary. Because I also don't MO, have Peachy, so
1: I'm hoping this is the perfect storm that fucks you on Sunday yeah, afternoon. Don't get all me all of you. Yeah,
2: don't, don't get me wrong. I think he will be there somewhere because with all those players backing up, if they do all back up, Peachy, even on the bench, a bloke that can cover, centre, wing, lock, halves, he's perfect. So yeah. I think he plays, but the perfect storm for you, yeah, would be that you know, he goes back to the bench and plays limited minutes, but it only takes one of those players not to back up, and he's probably in that side. Yeah, for sure.
1: And it will be interesting. He's obviously got Tom Jenkins on the extended as well. Mm. I reckon if Brian Toto uh, drops out, I reckon Jenkins would jump in there. Yeah. So my perfect storm is Isaac Tungo comes in for Peachy, Peachy goes to 14, Tom Jenkins starts on the wing, Brian Tottenham. You've got Tottenham, you, don't you? Yeah. I'd love that. And Nathan Cleary
2: gets a little spell. Tottenham and Cleary could absolutely be the ones to sit out of this. 100% they could, both. Yeah. And it could be Penn very Peachy interesting. goes in the process, so anywho, we'll deal with that Sunday evening. It would be the great equaliser if that did happen.
0: Yeah. It,
1: it still would. No, actually, it wouldn't be an equaliser in any way, shape, or form. But it'd keep me in the fight. It'd be huge. It'd be very huge. And then I all do of have a sudden,
2: na- the selling Cleary. Yeah, might not be a bad player. To be fair, I do have numbers this week, so I think I'd need th- three players not to back up from Origin to be potentially short. So I'm looking alright. Yeah, right. But could happen
1: i'd probably need three jared croakers to play this weekend to have 17 so (laughs) i'm in a bit of curry but that's fine um yep so that is the penny panthers dragons benny hunt has been named obviously i'd be shocked if ben hunt doesn't play this game um no jack bird ruled out again which once again if chaos does happen and val holmes or any of these guys are ruled out bird would have been a lovely ctw or 2rf to go
2: to yeah, he w- yeah. In terms of that late game, so I'm just trying to, and the handful of birdie owners out there as well. So yeah. just again, it doesn't have to be a lot, but far out. So he's owned by six percent of the top 100 ranked overall super coach teams, eleven percent of the top 500, ten percent of the top thousand. So yeah, that would hurt. It's fair for a few. Yeah, and he's been a good pickup. He's been a great pickup
1: yeah. for those people too. So, all right, now our deep dive this week is um. I guess it's more of a conversation <laughs> mm. for us to have rather than a deep, deep dive. I think a lot of people, and like I'm a classic example, uh, did well last week, but I found myself with 14, maybe 15 after trades this week, players. That's if everything goes to plan with Fafida, with Harry Grant, all these guys. You got how many after two trades? About 15. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, uh, that's depending on what happens with Val. Actually, let's do a count. You got your Mal Meningas ready? So, Harry Grant... Sonny Luke, uh, Jack DeBellin, Torhu Harris, Fafita, Horsburgh, Hosking, Nico Hines, Joey Manu. Then I've got Billy Smith, Kiraz, Buller. And at the moment I've traded – I was fucking around with it this morning, so I've got I traded in at the moment. So how many is that? 13. 13. Oh, sorry. I, I, then I've got one more spot that I will trade in. So I'm going to have 14 at the moment. Those they all back up. But I'll tell you the way that I'm looking at it, and I know this is easy to say this week and you might disagree, which I'm interested to hear your take on it anyway. I think with this round 14, if you did well last week, to me that probably means you're well set up for round 16 as well. And probably round 19. I've got a heap of Parramatta boys who aren't playing this week. I think I'm looking at this period as a six-week gap instead of a one-week gap.
2: Definitely, yeah. I think everyone is pretty well set up for round 16. Round 19 is probably the, the one that you say, yeah. If, if you had that shot this week, then round 19, you're probably looking all right. Still a long way away though, but... Well, the, the reality of it is the three
1: teams that have a buy this weekend mm. are three of the eight teams that are playing in round 16, Parramatta, Knights and yeah. So if, if there's those mm. players you don't have, and there's, there's certain guys from those teams that I will 100% sell before the next period, like your Phoenix Crosslands, these sort of guys... But I I, I just think that, yes, you're round 14. I might give a little this week, but I think I will gain a lot on the other weeks, and it's not weeks that I want to be
2: flushing trades. All right, so I've got some good numbers for you from uh, Mr. Adam DeRussi. One of the greats. One of the greats. So
1: Did they consider playing him in the back row instead of Dad and He could be in. He could be in, right? Yeah.
2: He'd kill it on the edge.
1: Yeah, he'd be sharp. What position do you reckon DeRussi was? I reckon he's a hooker.
2: I was going to say a hooker as well. He looks like a hooker. Yeah. Of the Sunday afternoon variety, he got some cheek as well. well fucking well and truly. So, his data: two teams in the top one hundred, including the team coming second, have only thirteen players this week. So, That's obviously before trades. So, even if they boosted, they're going to be short this week. Yeah, that's pre-restings. That's pre-restings, and this would probably include Valence Tafarde owners and anyone else who's benched or whatever. So, what else has he got? So, on average, the top 100 teams have 16.4 players available. The top 10,000 teams is 16.6 players available. So, with two trades, I'm—I think I'm 17. I'm 17, but it's a strong 17. So, like, I'm—that's good. I don't have any duds in there, which is handy. But so, with two trades, that'd put them to 19 or. 17, 18 and a half but then there's restings there's if you own balance to Fade off the bench any other players like that in other words even with one or two restings there's going to be a lot of teams short this
1: week 100% that
2: full article will be on scplaybook.com.au within about an hour to
1: be honest with you if I go into this week
2: if I go into this week with 14 <laughs> and Nathan Cleary is rested I'm mm. okay if he's not then I'm very very worried oh I knew it was I knew it was going to be brutal, but that's, that's something.
1: Yeah, it's rough. And that's where I sort of sit there and go, okay, do I maybe need to go a little pod captain this week and try and make up for you it? You've got now? two
2: boosts left, yeah? I've
1: got one boost left, but I don't want to use one this week, oh, honestly. I'll say two. Because the other thing that I need to keep in mind is <coughs> that, yes, I'm going to do well, I think, in round 16, and 19, because I've got these Parramatta boys already there, plus whoever I can add that I think will be a keeper mm. towards the back end. But Parramatta don't play in the last week. So I've got to find a way to get rid of all these Parramatta boys before then too. So I'm not going to waste a boost this week. I'm going to I'm going to cop a little bit of an L this week and then come into the last, what is it, 10 weeks of the season or whatever with my 20 trades and one boost. Gee, it's an intriguing week. So intriguing, yeah. And I, I, I don't
2: think the damage will be
1: as bad as what some are expecting personally. Yeah.
2: There will be opportunity for big rises for sides that do have a a quality 17. But in terms of being short, there'll be a lot of, like, people aren't going to back up from Origin. Let's put it that way. There'll be concussions. There'll be injuries. There'll be blokes who just need a rest. So teams are going to be short, and you won't be in it alone, but big opportunities for green. Yeah. I I just
1: look at it and go, I had a good round 13. I know I'm going to have a good round 16 and round 19 Mm. if I have to wear Bang average round 14 I'm sort of happy to do
2: that And it's the classic we speak about often Guru of You don't tear your side apart For one round Yeah Especially when everyone's In the same boat Yeah So I think I'll be
1: And you know what I You know Last weekend I sat there really happy With my score Seeing all the big scores On social Mm. media And obviously you never see the, 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 the low scores anywhere. Yeah. That'll be me next week. I'll just keep the head yeah. down, be quiet, <laughs> and we'll be back up for the weeks yeah, after yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, but it's an interesting <laughs> one. I just think it is worth noting with these teams that have the buy that they are going to be super relevant over the next few weeks, in particular your Parramatta um, and then your your Knights and Manly do play in round 16. So, you know, f- for me with um, Caelan Ponga, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm actually thinking I might hold him for round 16 now. Yeah. yeah, I'd be holding Ponga if I owned. If Queensland win tonight, which they won't, um, I'll be definitely holding Ponga, I think.
2: The result is going to make a lot of super decisions. Yes, 100% it is, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's if they lose, I think Ponga plays game two. I think it's as simple I as that. there's a
1: really good chance Pongo plays round game two, yeah, if they yeah. lose. Yeah. So could
2: potentially play regardless. Yeah. But
1: uh yeah, I, I will just say that um, one team that I think is really worth keeping an eye on over the next few weeks is the Sharkies, as we said before, but I fuck, I love that. Round round sixteen they play the doggies, round nineteen they play the Tigers. Mm. That'll be a that'll probably be a Tiger side with, without Happy Appy as well. <laughs> I know they've got the buy-in round seventeen, but I like I don't think you're gonna stack your team with fucking eight Sharkies, you're only gonna have Two Mm. Three if you've got Nath uh, Three if you've got um, Nico So there's a couple of backs I'm also I know he's expensive But Briton Nicaragua Has really caught my attention Yeah He's one I'm seriously considering Yeah
2: really keen on I think I'm going to probably Wait until round 16 For the majority of my Sharks I might go early on Say one of them Regarding that round 17 I think because we were so focused On the first round, We invest in Particularly Parramatta players But Parramatta players Manly players Newcastle players Round 17, the three teams on the bye, the Bulldogs, the Sharks, the Tigers, who all play around 16 and 19, they all came off the bye in round 13. So I, I, I'd be surprised if people really owned many of those guys already. So we're not going to be stat flushed with them. Our numbers for 16 will be all right. So I don't envision round 17 being as, anywhere near as tricky as what this week is going to be. I yeah, I think round seventeen will be a walk in the park. Um, I don't know if Buller
1: will still be in my team by then. Realistically, I think he'll be out of most teams by then. Surely,
2: he could easily. Oh, it'll all be performance based. Yeah, he, he could easily be a, a round sixteen chop. Yeah, I, so, so I he plays round be. sixteen and then you flip him there. Yeah, if he's killing it, you can hold round nineteen. But two gun fullback slots, I can see myself holding until sixteen and see it. Yeah,
1: it is just worth noting, obviously, in round seventeen with Bulldogs on the bye, you will be without Franklin Pello. <laughs> so plan accordingly, to me.
2: It's so, it was so good In a week where I was like Oh, I need every one of on my players named like This being yesterday afternoon Team this Tuesday I'm like Except Franklin Pelé Because We're all Most just going to get A free VC loophole crack I'm like If I end up with like Say 18 players I'm like I don't want to drop a gun Starting 17 player To get Franklin 7 So when he wasn't <laughs> named I'm like Okay I'd prefer potentially playing short than having him screw a potential free VC loophole. So, Back that. Any more chat on this round, mate? Uh, Oh, good, mate.
1: Okay.
2: Over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed-rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute madness. I've had a chat with Pat and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or two in front of it. The average rate is now 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra 737 bucks a month. That's a lot of extra money to have to find in your budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires, or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save yourself 129 bucks on a free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact to do so. Flick them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice or give them a buzz on 02 9521 1611.
1: Now, Stats Deep Dive this week. We normally take a couple of players and go through their numbers and whatnot. We thought we'd do something a little bit different today. And uh, when we talk state of origin, there's only one year I ever want to talk about. 2005. You want to take uh, us away?
2: Yeah, <laughs> arguably the greatest... Origin performance, arguably. Yeah, the, if you're the, arguing yeah.
1: against it, you're an idiot. Don't have to speak to me. Yeah. Your name is probably Matthew Johns.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the greatest Origin performance of all time, State of Origin, Game 2, 2005, just about to lose Andrew Johns, the 8th. So I, a few years ago, I launched SC Playbook the year that uh, about a month before COVID hit and the NRL stopped for the first time since World War II brilliant timing i thought geez for someone dedicated to supercoach content this is a real spanner in the works what sort of content can i put together in the meantime so i whipped together some historic games classic games and obviously individual performances and how they would have gone supercoach wise so joey johns was one of the ones that i went back and put an article together for his stats for that game three goals nine runs Two line breaks, a line break assist, two try assist, three tackle breaks, 11 tackles, forced dropout, a 40-20, three missed tackles an error. So an incredibly well-rounded performance. I'll be honest, not as many as I was anticipating. Can I have a guess? You can. I want to say around the 121 mark. 107. 107. Yeah. So unbelievable performance. I was hoping for a little bit higher, but 107 points. Uh, Who do you reckon would have been the second-highest scorer in that game? Uh, I would say... I want to say Minicello. Anthony minicello Two tries, 19 runs. A line break, 11 tackle breaks. couple of offloads. 104 points Yeah right I don't reckon Danny Badiris Would have been too far Behind them either I don't have Just Danny But though. yes uh, Danny would have been right Because he would have had A, a try assist or two As well in there probably He had a try too That ball and that try, Joey The threw. try yeah oh, That's it That, that is one of my
1: Favourite passes yeah. Of all time That one And that ball That Cooper Cronk threw Slater in the 12 grand final uh, Those two are my Two of my favourite passes Of all time yeah, The like way that Joey Came off his right And threw it back Between the fucking ruck, yeah. That was incredible That's freakish it's, oh. it's wild. I, yeah. To do that in the Origin Arena, and we all know the story about Joey that year, where he came from, and you know, he played hard than he games of football. It's worth noting also, we spoke about it on the live stream the other day, 05, Joey, his team came last. He played 16 games. He pulled 31 daily endpoints. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. Thurston got 32. His team went to the grand final. That's yeah, so absurd. It's, it's crazy. Like it's, it, it, it defies belief yeah. completely. It's wild to think if Joey would have played one more game of football, he would have won the M that year. And then like, oh. imagine if he had a Dalian medal with a wooden spoon in the same year. It's only been done once before, Terry Lamb in the 80s, when he was playing for Magpies, I think it was. Mm. But to come last in the modern era and do that, wow it's
2: unbelievable. Yeah, I don't think it will ever go close to that. No. And happen. no one in that many games yeah. too, unheard yeah. of. Oh. I've got uh, – I did a stack of those, and a lot of them around NRL games. And, like, you know, Joey Johns against the Raiders in Campbell went ham one day. Terry Campese against the Panthers, I believe it was, one day. And some big, big scores in excess of 200-plus. So yeah. we might touch on them a few times about the year. There's
1: one uh, Mal Meninga had against the Chooks mm. one day. I think he scored five, he kicked eight chipping over the top. He was just taking the piss.
2: Ooh, might have to crunch the numbers for that one. Yeah,
1: very, very, very yeah. entertaining one. I, I, I think it's up on YouTube if you want to go and have yeah. a look at it. Uh, But, yeah, jeez. Going back through history and looking at Supercoach schools, some of those games so would cool. have been
2: unbelievable. Yeah. I've got about seven or eight. There's a Brett Kamali masterclass in there as well. Inside. <laughs> Far out. Jeez, I,
1: I, I, I know Joey was a star of the show that night, but fuck me, he had a game. He's enormous. I think it was his second origin series, the 05. I think he debuted 04, 03. Freak Anthony Minocello. Um Isn't it funny? Like you look, you had you had Joey who's the best player in the world at that point. Injuries completely fucked him before that, but mm. after that. And Anthony Minocello, that was the like he won the golden boot that year. Then the injuries hit again. so it's, it's two guys that if they would have played their entire career, like Joey's already considered the best ever. Yeah. But Mini, where he could have got to. Yeah. Like, hey, he like wouldn't have had those injuries. I don't know when Slater becomes the Australian fullback. He had back issues like his entire career, Mini Hay. Anyway. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, it yeah. was from 05 onwards. 05, 05, 05 yeah. onwards, he won the Golden Boot, and it just went back. back went and it just all went to shit. It was insane. I enjoyed that so much more than what I thought I would. All right, <laughs> um, sit v sit v, starts. and Origin kicks off in twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> sit v starts a bit. Fucked for me if I'm being completely honest with you. I've sort of spoken about what my team looks like. I don't really have an
2: option of sit-by start. Um, what's doing with your team? Well, I suppose, mate, if, if I've got my 17 this week, I'll be very happy. Let's say I can sit one player in my entire lineup this week. Let's say in a, in a perfect world where I've got 18. Look, I, I, I can see myself running out with 17 players this week, and it, 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 it's good. Like, there's no. It's I know tr- it's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm well. I'm well I'm aware it's good. You're saying it like it's spirit. a negative. Yeah, head, yeah. Uh, probably Billy Smith. I would sit, but even like doggies <laughs> match up Sunday afternoon. I was looking at Billy Smith as a captain <laughs> 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 uh, Oh god. Yeah. Probably Billy Smith. I
1: think sit v start is what it is this week. Oh, if, you've if you've got a decisions to make, sit v start. Yeah. Oh mate, if you've got decisions, yeah. to make, <laughs> fuck you.
2: The the good conversation will be the one coming up. Oh, later, captains. Captains. Yeah, we'll get to that soon. We had yeah. some
1: of your questions very quickly. The first one comes from Booze Tiger. Uh great name, better question. What to do with Latrell Mitchell? A problem we don't have to deal with. A problem we didn't have to deal with last year and it cost us unbelievably. Uh
2: Latrell, what what's doing here? I don't know. Absolutely gutted from a Blues perspective. So gutted. Let's not talk about it. Super coach perspective. Oh. It's a Christmas come early. I did not want to see him run out against the Titans and Dragons the next two weeks as a non-owner. Frightening. I think you have to sell. That He did say, he came up today, yesterday, saying it was very minor little calf twin, so he may play next week against the Dragons, but he also could easily miss that game. And then he'll miss round 16. He'll miss round 19 to origin and then misses round 20. There are some soft, soft games in between. But, look, he could easily miss the next three weeks. Um, Best case, he plays one of the next three weeks. He's at 813K with a break-even of 149. I think you've got to sell. Yeah, I think he's a sell as well. And
1: uh, also that South Sydney are in a position where they don't have to push him. Not at all. You've got Blake Tarver, took you to a grand final. Yeah, yeah. You'll be okay, yeah be good if, South, uh, if you're a Latrell owner and if Souths keep losing. I mean, that's uh, as much as it's not panic stations, it's still two losses in a row mm. for South Sydney, but I, I still don't think they're going to risk Latrell. They have
2: no need to. No yeah. need. and what the, yeah. They know that they need Luttrell when the whips are cracking the back end of the season. He needs to be fit and right to go.
1: Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Benny Ritchie. Is Maddo to Nicola, a good trade? Isn't Ryan Madison interesting one? Well, if you haven't already sold him, he's out for a couple of weeks. He does play those two buys. It could be a great pod by then, but... Can you afford just to hold on to Deadwood for now?
2: Well, he's out for at least another two to three weeks, isn't he? I think so. I think yeah. you've got to chop him. And yeah, yeah Nicaragua, perfect. Yeah. He's, we, we spoke out a few weeks ago, but his base this year has really increased. We know he's got the attacking upside. His combination with Nico is fantastic. Uh, if Nico misses, well, Nico missing 16 and 19, probably to origin, hopefully, because it means he'll have played well tonight. Uh, Braden Trindle comes in. He's got a great combination with him as well. So, yeah, I think that's a good trade.
1: Next one's a very interesting one. Comes from Corey Koza. Says, thoughts on Kiraz? Now, I know a lot of people are looking at Kiraz this week. I think you might have mentioned him earlier in the week. Maybe it was a conversation I had mm. with someone else. But, anyway, I've still got Kiraz. I've held him for the entire time in a shock to everyone and myself <laughs> when I realised I still had him. Um, to be honest with you, though, the last three weeks, he scored a try last week and he got 49 uh, the week before that, he had 45 in base, which was fantastic. But the week before that, he had 27. So he's now had three games back. He's coming off a bye fresh. Do we see Kiraz get back to his normal self? or If I didn't have him, I'd, I don't know if I'd be hunting him as heavily as what other people are at the moment.
2: I'm pretty keen on him. I think there are times where we can overthink it a little bit. I haven't owned Jacob Kiraz this season. and watching him early on games when he was basing. He based 40 plus five games on the trot. And on top of the base, there's the, like the tackle breaks and the offloads and all of this, and it was a hard watch. I got away with it somehow, but I just think it's overthinking it. People have got looking at the numbers the last three weeks. I think he came back a little bit too early and he looked underdone. He's now had three games back. He's come off the bye. He'll be fresh, fresher and ready to go. Mate, this is a bloke who was close to a must-have early on in the season – He's 486K. That is so cheap. And plays around 16 and 19. Put it this way even if you buy him and you're a bit hesitant about his scores, you don't even have to play him in your 17. Obviously, you would this week. But I, I think people not trading him in are maybe overthinking it to a touch. Like, yeah, sure. like if he was at six hundred six fifty 650K. You'd be like, oh, he has to score pretty well to match that value, but he doesn't have to do much to hit 486k value-wise. Yeah, fair shout. Sure. Just, I think the key is don't expect him to necessarily go back to the highs of earlier in the season immediately, but yeah, I'm keen. It's going
1: to be an interesting one to watch. I uh, And I, I do hope it's just he did come back too early and whatnot, but yeah, if I, I wouldn't be buying him if I didn't have him at the moment. Wow. I think I'd want to see a little bit more before
2: I would get on. Okay. Uh, He's got a break-in of 66, so you don't have to go this week by any means. The game against the Roosters that God knows what the Roosters will throw up, but you would think that's against the wall. They deliver something, but who knows? Uh, so you don't have to go this week. I would definitely be waiting until round 16 to buy him for that yep. buy, see where he's at.
1: You cop the actual buy the next week that he's got off, but then you'll have him for round 19. And moving forward, hopefully. Yep. So, yeah, an interesting one there. Back your gut in there. I'd probably back Tim in over me. <laughs> uh, one that I'm pretty confident we'll both agree on is from Kahu. DWZ as a pod. I feel like this is chasing
2: last week's points. What are your thoughts? Jordan Kahu, long-time listener of the Beers and Brakehams podcast. Uh, safe to assume so, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I saw a stat during the week. I think that was his first Supercoach ton since 2016. Uh, that has not been verified but he's like he's never been a super coach player to be fair in round 8 he got 99 <laughs> Yeah, against
1: melbourne dami park with two tries and 40 points in a vating start so yeah. has to do a lot
2: yeah so well, last five four years averages 42 53 40 36 I think it's chasing last week's points. If you did get on him last week for the early buy coverage at a good price and got that ton, congrats to you. The Super great Spy was really keen on him. He didn't pull the trigger on him, but he, he, he was very close to buying him. But I do think you're chasing last week's points.
1: Yeah. All right, here's our random question of the week. Jay Sunders, 16, pineapple on pizza. He's in the firm no category. I am all for it. I will add pineapple to just about every pizza I can.
2: I'm, I'm in the no pineapple on pizza category. Mm. It's not a strong opinion. If there's pineapple on it, I'll eat it. But if I've got a choice, it's a no-go.
1: I will add pineapple to a burger, to a pizza. I think it's very underrated. Yeah, right. Pineapple, man. Mm. You go to like a Portuguese chicken shop, <laughs> get me that pine galo, thank you. <laughs> what about on a burger? Nah. Nah. You're a child. Just a <laughs> fucking child. All right, Reese Amos. Is it still a good time to get Isako and Buller? Now, someone messaged me the other day and said, Oh, Buller, I'm going to buy him this week. And I thought, fuck, you've missed the you've missed the boat by a country mile. Checked his break even. Hmm. He's a
2: cheapie all over again. Neg 13 break even, yeah. 452k, 124 in his rolling average for a couple of weeks, plays 16 and 19. I think it's a good buy. Isn't it wild like
1: I've had him for a few weeks and I straight away and I like my thinking would be now, fuck, I've missed the boat. But I mean, I, I think you just can't compare it to other people. Mm. You just have to look at your situation and yep. what you can get now. Yes, it could have been better, but it's still a good buy, realistically.
2: Yeah. So uh, the the Supercoach website has his break even at negative 26. They do fluctuate a little bit across different websites, but negative 26. He's projected. If he scores 65 this week, he will make 78k. Uh, and then the, I'd imagine the break even will stay pretty similar next week because of the score he had last round against the Cowboys. So far from a must have because he's in that all important fullback position, but I think he's a good buy. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Cowboys.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank you. God, that's made a difference to our season. Yeah.
2: It's it's huge. That was a big win. Oh. I flipped Reese Walsh to him and and went against like the you know, wanting two key gun fullbacks and when a cheapy fullback from a side who'd battled all year and I was like, yeah. This doesn't feel right but I was like, Dream Buller, he looks good. Uh that that was a season defining decision with Walsh now obviously playing Origin Miss last week, so Thank you, dream. I felt the and same training, and I felt sick. Yeah, it just
1: didn't. It just didn't add up. No. But he's been tremendous. Shout out to him. Um, last question from Matt James. We sort of already spoken about it. Ockhambo as a buy. What's your last say? Um, no. This has got a bit of buller to it.
2: it. Doesn't feel right. Yeah, but, but could bu- be. bull is it? How dare you to dream buller? <laughs> <laughs> bull is a gun. Occambo. as I said. I need a greater sample size of Ockermore in the back row to make an informed opinion of him. But I don't know. Like, as a bloke who, being you, who just got burnt by Terrell Sloan, does it not have Sloan vibes about it? Like, just a disaster? Yeah,
1: no, no, it does 100%. But, like, I think Buller was very similar a couple of weeks ago. We were sitting here going, jeez, is he really going to take Dane Laurie's spot for an extended period? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like at Canterbury they've got a 1,000 back rowers to choose from. Like, like opportunity is the there. The opportunity is there. Like, like if, he, if he was competing with other guys, I'd be heaps less confident on it. But, I mean, they seem to love him. The opportunity is there, is the ability there. But who's he competing with? You have to have someone better to replace him.
2: Rfm, who seems to be really quickly falling down the pecking order. Heaps far down the pecking yeah. order. Corey Waddell seems to be falling yeah. down the pecking order. He scored two
1: tries in two weeks. He scored the match winner the other day. They've moved him into the back row. They're picking him over Mm. other back rowers that have played their entire career. I I don't like it either. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But I think that Ockenball looks better because of the situation
2: that's going on there. Yeah. And then I suppose TPJ's the only one to potentially come back into the pack this week. Uh, Are you thinking about buying him? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I,
1: I genuinely am. I'm not confident on it. I feel disgusting doing it. I can't believe I'm having this conversation. But I, I, I think that if you take away the name Jade Ocklenboar and look at his situation, that he is a dual position to RF CTW. I know it's not fair to take away the name. I get that. And look at the guys that he's competing with for a position and look at his games over the last few weeks. I think he's in a good little spot. Is he going to play left or right edge?
2: Play right, won't he? Uh, like Preston can, can play both. Uh, Ocklenboar's been on the right, I believe. Yeah. It was on the left. Fuck, that'd be juicy. Let's what just call him Jay Ockenbor. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jaden O. <laughs> I, I
1: don't have a problem with it. I, I, I don't love it, but I definitely don't hate it. I wouldn't say no to anyone that wants to do it.
2: I wish you well, sir. Yes, I think that's fair.
1: All right, uh, El Capitano, Skippers, this week. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one, obviously. Nath Cleary, always appealing, but we can't trust that he's going to play. Uh, Nico Hines, very appealing to me, especially if the Broncos boys don't back up. But I thought Brisbane defended reasonably well last week without those guys anyway.
2: Who are you leaning towards? Um, yeah, well, I think we can pretty well assume that most people are going to have a free crack at the VC loop. At least a semi-free crack. So. Yes. I think the standout option the, – the standard option is obviously Nathan Cleary. But playing the last game of the round, the other thing about Cleary is if he does, if the, all those players do back up, there's every chance the Panthers get out to a lead and he plays 55, 60 minutes, you would think. Yep. Cody Walker against the Titans. Yep. And uh, – I, I, I don't. I don't pick players on having one good matchup incoming. I, you know, you've got to look at the long term. But circling back to Keon Klamutungi, Jaden Campbell has been named in the halves this week. Yeah, I hate it. He's too small to defend in the front line. I'm so excited to see it in attack, but defence—it's a fucking nightmare. Awesome in attack, of yeah. course. So if he slots in for foreign on the left edge, Keon will be going at him. So he could score eight. I love Jaden Campbell, but I love Jaden Campbell fullback. Yeah. So just that whole match up Titans without foreign for Feeder may may not back up him and Tino like minutes. What do they play? Bunny's coming off a loss. I do think. I like the Cody Walker matchup. So I think I'll have Cody Walker as my VC. Uh, again, ho- hoping to have a free crack at it. And my C, I'm leaning towards just sitting it on clearing for the moment with the backup plan of Joey Manu against the Dogs on Sunday.
1: Just looking at Cody Walker's numbers, over the last three games, he averages 80. He hasn't scored a try. And he's had a grand total of 26 points in of Oh, boy. They have all come from creative. The last four, last three <laughs> weeks, his creative starts. The last four weeks, 50, 44, 66, 57. I thought last week, for him to score 68 Supercoach points in that game yeah. was one of the great robberies of all fucking time. so good. How good did he play? Yeah. That that was that, that game should have been a hundred he played well enough to score a super coach hundred in that yep. game and he got sixty.
2: There's also been eights. games in, in the last month with Cody where I'm like, Oh, I was more of the Latrell show or whoever show, and I'm like, Oh, he's still got eighty or ninety, but yeah. And the other thing with that game is no Latrell Mitchell. Everything is Cody. That's true. Yeah. Like I, Cody loses a lot of trices to the trail sweeping, tipping on, whatever it might be. So oh, as
1: you said, we've all got, well, most of us, I know I sure as fuck do. I can have three attempts at the VC if I want. Um, <laughs> so, what I'm thinking is, I am going to VC Nico Hines on the Saturday night. Yeah. And then, as I said, I've got my eye on a little pod captain for Sunday. Tango. <laughs> Joseph Marno.
2: Yeah. i take a little punt against the Bulldogs, I think. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be doing as well, I think. Yeah. Okay. Just because of. I was hoping you wouldn't say that, but that's fine. Yeah, just because of the, the Cleary. Well, so I are sh- you going to go Nick? Do you have Nick I said Joey Marnie two minutes ago, but you weren't Did you listening jump? to no, me. No, I wasn't
1: listening to you at all. <laughs> Not even in the slightest. That hurts. I wish a I li- got him first now. A, <laughs> li-
2: a little podcasty option. Joey Marnie. Yes, I said that two minutes ago. Oh, it hurts. You will that out. It's all right. You follow me, Shaw. Do you own Cody Walker?
1: No, I don't. Ooh.
2: You're not competing against me, you dickhead. I'm competing against you. You're not competing against me. <laughs> Cody, Cody's ownership. 60% of the top 100. 58% of the top 1,000. 50% of the top 10,000. So, yeah, tick over one in two people only. A bit, I mean, it was it was a big price last week. So, that excites me this week. I think Cody's the man. So, have you got, you've got him, yeah? So, yeah. are you going to VC him or...? I'm going to VC him and I assume I'll have essentially a free crack at it. Put it this way, if I do have... If I do end up having 18 or 19 players this week in a miracle that everyone backs up, the person that I drop, or my AE should be a decent player anyway. So it's, yeah. it won't be... It's not like I'm getting a Pelé or... So if you
1: go Cody VC, yep. are, you, are you saying you'll go Mano captain over Nico?
2: You taking the mickey? I don't know, Nico. Oh, fuck. I've had a shocker in the last three <laughs> All
1: right, let's go home. Let's go home. It's origin day. It's origin day. Jesus Christ almighty. <laughs> Send help. Send yeah. another coffee. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's leave that there. What trades are you thinking of making this
2: week? Oh, I've got a good one for you. you going to trade out Nicker? <laughs> <laughs> so, first trade, likely Jared Croker. Jared Croker will be going to probably Kiraz. And then my second trade, which was a big, big pod play last night on the playbook podcast. Isaiah Papali'i Oof Oof Let me talk to you 560k Averaging just 56 this season Plays around 16 and 19 Basing 47 this season So down a little bit on previous years He only based He hadn't based under 40 all year Until that game against the Tigers Where he based 31 Because there was 8,000 tries scored He scored one try this season And has no try assist, so next to no attacking stats. Before people jump in, I'm not expecting him to have the same amount of attacking stats as he did at Parramatta. He told me on the way in that he would. Shut up. Uh, However, I think you've got a bloke with genuine attacking upside who has a big work rate, is, as far as I'm concerned, bottom dollar for him with great buy coverage. Yeah, he's at 1.1% ownership amongst the top 10% of Supercoach. Owners, uh, teams, I should say. So I am thinking a pod play in you know, Isaiah Papaleti. It may be one for next week because his break even's 90. Game it's the raids, don't really need to rush it as such. But he's one that I, I'm eyeing. It, it, as I said, staying fluid with trades this week. If players do back up from origin, I'll probably just use one trade and save another one. Mm. But I, that's, I'm probably living in a bit of a fancy land there. So I'll look at doing a second trade and it might be Papaleti. Talk to me. <sighs>
1: Uh honestly, I sound like you every other week. I've got no idea what I'm doing. And it's all no no, no, what's your,
2: what's your knock on? Oh, I hate it, I think it's fucking stupid. Why? I
1: just I just get a bad vibe off it. He's my Ockhambor, I think. <laughs> oh. No, I understand where you come from. I, I, I just I, I don't like the way that he's been utilized over there and everything. I just just doesn't In saying that this is the first time you've said it to me, I haven't taken a huge deep dive into it, but uh my gut feel is no. Not a guy that I was even looking at or considering.
2: No one is, that's the point.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And that's why I think that the thing that stood out to me out of all that was the 1.1%. Yeah. That's fucking huge yeah. and
2: unreal. Um, I, I don't... Barring injury, I don't see how it can go go wrong. Because I think worst case, he yeah, averages... Absolute worst case, average averages 50 over that period. Plays around 16, around 19. And I think any improvement in that is making cash and you've got a potential gun. Is he dual? He's not. He's not. That's a dagger, but... If it was dual, I... Oh. Yeah, if he's dual, I'd change But, as well. yeah, no, I, I don't really see how it goes wrong, yeah, said, so barring injury. Yep, no, fair shout. Uh, me, I... Uh, you
1: know, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Depends how it all plays out. I've got, as I said, I kind of want to keep KP, but I've also got Dylan Brown, so it'll just mean I don't have a 5'8 this week, which is uh, okay, I'm not going to have 17 anyway. You don't have a fullback hooker, halfback or 5'8. I've got two fullbacks... I've got one fullback Buller uh, Hookers I'm in a bit of curry. Well, I've got Sonny Luke And Harry Grant Just can't wait till Sonny Luke puts out 23 points That I've been waiting 15 <laughs> weeks for this weekend That'll be a treat
2: You um, have been very patient With him waiting through For this week Mate you should see my draft team
1: Cutting people left Right and centre <laughs> Keep Everyone's looking at Sonny Luke going Is he going to do Something soon or what it's causing chaos within the squad. Yeah. Favoritism. Um, yeah, I I've, I've got Ola Kawatu as well, who I, I'm done with. I can't I can't do it anymore. I think I will definitely cut him. And then I will either cut Jared Croker or Val Holmes. One of those two. If Val obviously I want to get rid of Val. But if he plays this weekend, I'll obviously keep him. Mm. I'm sort of waiting. A
2: tricky one with the Raiders, Croak locking out Friday night and Val not till what Fuck, Sunday, of Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I've got other guys I can sell uh, if uh, I You want know to what go in a different uh, direction. Uh, he um, said, if Val gets through the game tonight unscathed and he gets fired afternoon, there's no word that he's had any knocks, he plays. 100%. Yeah.
1: No, I probably will sell Jared Croker. Who too? I have no idea. I'm not quite sure who I'm going to move to there. I do. I want a Sharky. So, Sivitalikai, I'm seriously looking at. Mm. Um yeah, I'm honestly, I've got no yep. idea. I, I want to watch Origin tonight, as I'm sure most of you do as well. Then I want to sit back and see what comes of that and who I go, but I've got no idea. If we're sitting here next Wednesday and I say to you, yeah, probably looks good in my team,
2: so be it. <laughs> if we're sitting here next Wednesday and you have it, Crack at me about not knowing my trade yet <laughs> <laughs> While I say Papa let you sit in your team off the back of his ton Oh <laughs> uh, yeah How good Alright Predictions for tonight What do you got? Blues 24-20 Tom Trebojevic Trebojevic first try scorer Stephen Crichton Smokey first try Not Smokey but Second first try scorer
1: <laughs> No Hudson in
2: there? Uh there will be a, a Goodwill Hudson bet. Yep. <laughs> Goodwill Hudson.
1: That's mad. Um, I'm going to go Blues 20, Queensland 16. I'm going to take Tommy Turbo first and last.
2: Yeah. First and last. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If Tommy's God, fit. Win. He's the man. He's the man. Well, yeah, and truly. pretty damn good last week. So it's unbelievable last Tommy week. Tommy Turbo. Although playing good
1: opposition tonight compared to last week. So, be a big test. Oh, <laughs> <right? laughs> The little dagger. We're done. I want to go to Canberra next Friday. Let's do it. Yeah, come down, be sick. Yeah.
2: That'll
1: be fine. Or you go down Friday?
2: Uh yeah. Okay. Down Friday. Moose Friday night. GIO Saturday. Golden Saturday night. I shan't be doing that but it all sounds
1: fun All right, guys uh, thanks for joining us Uh, good luck to your team if they wear blue tonight if not go fuck yourself Uh, Blue Wealth Property they've got all those events coming up over the next few weeks the link to the podcast is in the bio along with the link to sign up to Blue Wealth Property check out Donnie Sports on Instagram go and get yourself some kit this week go grab a case of Bloke in a Bar tonight for Origin Footy go listen to Supercoach Playbook
2: episode last night what did you guys touch on? We spoke about a few things, but uh, we, we did a dive into the most traded out players this week. They're obviously heavy around the three buy teams, being Eels, Knights, Manly. And we just basically didn't agree with any of the most traded out players. Thought there was some lunacy in there, some of the yeah. ones going. I think Gutho was one of the most, second most traded out or something. There was a few that we just went nuts. So we have a really good chat around those sort of players.
1: Nice and who'd you have on? Celebrity guest last night?
2: Celebrity guest, Ryan Selvage from uh Supercatch three six five podcast. So great debut on the SC Playbook podcast and adds Dorosy. Tried and tested.
1: Ryan's obviously good mates with Maddie the Waterboy. And our favourite thing is Maddie the Waterboy, calls him Razor. Razor. And every time he says it it's fucking awesome. Sounds like he's about to fight the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they, they work Razor.
2: To, they worked together at New South Wales rugby league back in the day, so they he opens up with a, a yarn about Maddie being uh, off his rocker on the beers and missing a flight Shocked back me. from Origin a few years ago. So, oh good.
1: Yeah, so make sure you go follow, is it SC365 on social media or Supercoach365? Supercoach365. Yeah, make sure you go follow Supercoach365. Ryan's been putting out some quality content for a long time over there. Big fan of Razor. Uh, all right, <laughs> we will see you next week. Go to the Blues. Up the Blues.